We have a first-time premiere after the latest weekend of A-League action, and the Destruction in the Box podcast is here to take you through every TikTok dance celebration, Maestro potentially saying goodbye to his home fans, and sweet, sweet Kiwi accent. My name's Rudy Etzel. I'm joined this week by Andrew Clark. G'day, Rudy. How you going? I'm good. Uh, Dan Fisher. G'day, Rudy. And, of course, Chris Alloy. How are you, Chris O? G'day, mate. How are you? I am I'm going okay. I'm going okay. Um, we're going to kick off with our observations as we usually do, and uh, I'm going to use mine to address the uh, the elephant in your ears, so to say. Um, Ouch! Yeah, we're uh, we're ending like um, at the end of this season. We've we've uh, we've pulled the pin, um, and I think it's fair to say we're pretty overwhelmed by the reaction to it uh, on the the various social medias. Um, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Even uh, we've made the Reddit, the A League subreddit. I saw, and um, pretty much overwhelmingly positive um, response to our time doing this podcast. And um, it made me quite emotional, like reading through the the responses um, on on Friday, and then again on Saturday morning after I'd spent Friday in the pub. Um, and I just, yeah, I wanted to say, <laughs> like, I mean, I feel, I feel we'll get. To, there's time for sort of uh, saccharine self-indulgent uh uh nostalgia like later i feel like we'll uh we'll have a little bit of time to ourselves in the last uh episode to do it but um yeah i just wanted to say that it was uh really uh yeah like overwhelming really to read all those uh all those responses uh from everyone and and um yeah we're sorry we have to to say goodbye but um like life like gets in the way sometimes really and we've had heaps of fun but that's that's how it is dan I can see you. Oh, look, I think I think that a lot of the the positive feedback um, is very much along the lines of um, you know like the eul- the eulogy song by the Chasers, like you know everyone's a good bloke once they're gone. Um, so you know, like people people couldn't kick us in a, in a moment like that. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of kicks out there. Yeah, I'm they're coming. They're just done in private. <laughs> <laughs> They've just got to wait like a week and a half. To be like, those guys. <laughs> Glad well, to see the back of them. Sucks to be them because we're taking at least a three or four week victory lap here, so they're going to have to wait. Yeah, we've, got, we've got we've got full Steve War on the uh, on the farewell tour. Uh, got we've gone nice and early, and um, every every city we get yeah, a show. Yeah, yeah. selfish <laughs> selfish centuries incoming. Uh, <laughs> uh, Clarky, what's your observation of the weekend? I'll take you to uh, sunny Wellington on the weekend. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing the uh, 24,105 there at Sky Stadium for the Wellington Phoenix return home after, what was it, like 433 days away uh, from their from their home fans. But I really, really enjoyed the cheeky little dig from the Wellington Phoenix social media team, who's been pretty good this year. Um, the picture of the, of the crowd figure on the big screen Hashtag metrics. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Love that shithousery. Yes, absolutely. It's what we live for. It's what we live for. Elite stuff. Uh, Dan, what's uh, your observation, please? Um, well, pod favourite Dean Bazanis has been um, playing <laughs> his trade for uh, for non-league club uh, Sutton United um, this year. Obviously, he's um, he's moved across to, uh, to England. Uh, he, he, in a relationship with Steph Catley. Um, so, you know, well, she's over there doing her thing. Um, he's over there doing his thing. And I think the best, yeah, the best he managed to do was let, was land in the National League. Uh, but he's taken matters into his, <laughs> well, the, he's taken matters yeah. into his own hands and and he's got them promoted. Um, they've got the, um, the, there's only one automatic promotion spot from from the National League um, up to um, up to League Two. And with one game to spare, um, Sutton, Sutton are up. Um, and it was um, good to see not just uh, you know not just that we we love um, we love any Aussies um, having a bit of success overseas. Um, but a bunch of the um, the, the London based Matildas were uh, were at the game and um, there was sort of a big big selfie after the game. So it was um, it was yeah good to see them all involved um, with that and supporting uh, supporting Dean on. Uh, but yeah, they were there for the uh, the, the three nil win against. Um, Hartpool, who um, yeah, Hartpool are also um, sort of look like they're bound for the playoffs as well. So, um, yeah, Hart- it's um, or Hartley Pool. Is it Hartley? Hartley Pool. Sorry, yeah, Hartley Pool. Yeah, sorry. I only know that because Jess Stalling on Soccer Saturday is a massive Hartley Pool fan. 
Over it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so now, nah, um, nah, good on Dean. Um, yeah, Sutton are going up. Um, unfortunately, they'll still be playing against my mob, Forest Green Rovers, who um, lost, lost in agonizing, agonizing circumstances <laughs> in the 119th minute extra time <laughs> uh, goal to, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go into like- we'll, for context, Dan was messaging our 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 group chat at what like five a.m. five thirty. <laughs> yeah, something like so. The the match started at three thirty our time. Um, I, I actually I, I woke up after about twenty minutes. I was up at about ten to four, and we're already we're already two nil up in the game. But that was we were two nil down from the first tie. No away goals in League Two. Um, so I was like, oh fuck, the tie's even, and so up 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 I get, and then um, we we actually hit the lead. We were three two up across the across the two legs and then some, some fucking 42 year olds come off the bench and scored a worldie um and, and then and then they the, the other mob scored um, another goal six minutes later so then we're fucking we're out so we're in Wembley then we're back out we score in the 87th minute so now we go into extra time and and then they fucking got one in the 190th minute. So we're not going to Wembley. We're not going to League One. Um, you, and we're playing. We're, and we're playing against Dean Bazanis next year. <laughs> well, like it's it's like, still just waking up at 10 to 4 in the morning to watch English fourth tier. I don't know whether to commend you or commit you, but it's brilliant. Um, I, actually some... to, I actually had to sign up for um, for um, be in sports because it wasn't on one of the three channels that they actually have across with KO. So I've had to, had to sign up for be in be in Ocho. League Two is on the English equivalent of Channel Thirty One. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it's hard to get. I was stiff because the other playoff, um, like for, yeah, for like for the yeah for the other side was um, for for League Two was at nine thirty p.m. Um, and it was on KO, <laughs> so oh, we've got three thirty a.m. and I've had to fucking sign up for another service. And you've lost, and now you got to play Dean Bazanis. I like it, Dean <laughs> Dean Bazanis and Wellington crowd figures. It's twenty sixteen all over again. <laughs> Just uh, make sure you cancel that subscription before the 30-day trial runs out, Dan. Otherwise, you're going to get billed and you're going to be like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Parky, it's a 14-day trial, so time is of the essence here. <laughs> cancel that shit. As soon as that final whistle went, you're like, fuck this. Cancel. Uh, Chris, what's your observation this week, please, mate? Also, um, going to the, the cake tin um, where, where Clarky took us. and uh, In that fantastic crowd, uh, it was... There was three, uh, three very excited Knicks fans who uh, have, after I would say mainlining six to ten beers on the way to the game, they've found a box, um, opened it up. It's only a box that's probably, what, double the size of an A3 piece of paper and written, Ollie Sale, sign our tits. It was two gentlemen and a lady. And uh, Andrew Vermin from uh, stuff.co.nz has um, shown that Ollie Sale did indeed sign all three of these fans' tits uh, with a picture of him signing <laughs> signing the left breast of the young lady. So, um, you know, I, I love the box is so – it's just such an afterthought of a sign. They've clearly decided on the way to the game. They go, there's a box. Let's get him to sign our tits. And I, I loved it because the way it's written, you can almost read it as Ollie sign sale our tits, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, then a fellow – on Andrew Verman's tweet, um, a guy has just – um, a fellow has um, just tweeted below to say, I also got one of those too, showing him getting his – he looks cooked and he's getting yeah. his, his – it's a bloke getting his breast signed by Stephen Taylor. And <laughs> Stephen, Stephen Taylor's also written the 27 under his uh, right yeah, nipple. Nice. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm loving the uh, – I'm loving this. So That's whenever like, we can get yeah, some tits in, obviously we, we do. We fit them in the program. It's brilliant. Good. Yeah. I didn't actually realize about the uh, the the Stephen Taylor addendum um, to this story because yeah. it's funny. Because in my in my head, as you're going through this one, I was like, I reckon they've picked their target well. I reckon Ollie Sale is like, yeah. is a guy who's going to go. I'm going to fucking sign some tits. Um, <laughs> and then, but then I was thinking, what other Knicks players could they have targeted? In my head, I was thinking, I reckon Stephen Taylor is a fair shout. And sure, sure enough, so, I love that. If, if Stephen signed my I like, pins, I like the um, exactly. Yeah, I like I'm the, happy Stephen just left him as Ledford that's being signed. So I like good. I like the photo of him where you can see. Ollie Sales seat like clocked the sign and he's pointing at it and pissing himself laughing. So <laughs> he's loving it. Absolutely. Living amazing. out 
He's a clean sheet and rock star fantasies in uh, two two birds, one stone kind of thing. So very well done. Hey, hey, yeah, you got to do it when you can. You got to so do it. When a you real, can. a real <laughs> celebration there. Uh, so very nice, nice to see. I'm keen to talk about that. Game. It's just, it's so good to have football back in Wellington. I like the they are, what do they call themselves down there? The fan group, the yellow, the yellow army. No, that's Central Coast Fever. Ah, uh, the yellow fever. fever. Yeah, yeah. Um, they the, they do that. They did that pub crawl, the six pubs of uh, whatever it was on Twitter. It's so good. I just love seeing them back. Uh, anyway, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Melbourne City instead of Wellington Phoenix. What do you reckon? <laughs> one yes, nil, one nil win. Craig Noon, the winner. Uh, Premiers officially. So their first piece of A League silverware, and it's fair to say, Chriso, they've thoroughly deserved it. They have. Look, they've been. Um... They've been the best side uh, for the longest part of the season. They've, um, you know, quite. Paddy Kiznorbo's done really well with them. I, I read a good piece today by John Ourcroft uh, for the Guardian, who who sort of did a little, a nice feature on them. And, and look, uh, I was victory fans, obviously. You know, the uh, it does, especially as we are, um, you know, utter piss. It's it can be hard to take, but you've got to. I look at it from this uh, perspective. You got a boy, you know, as as he refers to himself in the Howcroft's piece, uh, a boy from Mooney Ponds in in Paddy Kisnorbo, coaching a hometown club. You know, he, he, it's his first season of senior coaching, if I'm not mistaken. And he, he he's apparently, you know, he, he flogged him during preseason. I think they started the first game with a loss, and um, you know, he he's um, he's done a great job with them. And I know they've got resources. I know they've got facilities. I accept this, but they've, you know, you've still got to deploy those resources um, and facility, you know, and and they've done it. So they've done a magnificent job, and then they're getting crowds double the size of victories yeah. on always, the weekend as well. Like they're just, they've done fantastic. fantastic always, job. always good to see a plucky underdog like uh, the City Football Group pinch some silver. <laughs> um, I I get that, and, and it's not, there's an asterisk, but also you've got oh. you know, there's been there's teams there's teams though that have got all the resources and they're fucking shit. Um, well, the thing is, so, I think that asterisk asterisk is a bit harsh because it's probably been a criticism of them. It's not like their resources have just arrived this year. Um, it's probably been a criticism in the past that they haven't yeah, utilized their resources as well as they could have in the past. So I think I, I think it's worthwhile. Um, yeah, giving praise for. For when they actually have that they've, um, I think, um, moved a little bit away from that typical city football group sort of cookie cutter style that we see around the world because it wasn't really working here, um, and so they've they've mixed things up, and I think um, I think that's been, um, you know, for the better. It's um, the last two seasons has been when they've actually started seeing um, some success uh, in uh, in this league. So yeah. it's um, it's been good to see. And they wrapped up they wrapped up the Premier's plate as early as I think they deserved to this season. Mm. You know, yep. with with a couple sure. of games to spare. They've arguably been a net positive uh, in Australian football since they they came like came to the shores. Really, uh, I they developed Aaron Moy to the point where. Um, they could sell him and, and pretty much recoup the cost of the club. Um, they've developed guys like, um, like Connor Metcalf has become, you know, the player he is there. And um, uh, Dean Bazanis, yeah. <laughs> but even um, even um, the, the the young the young fellow who went to Celtic, whose name currently escaping, Arzani, Arzani, Daniel Arzani, and they're, they're starting guys like, like Marco Tilio and, and Stefan Kolakowski are getting regular games there, like. I don't like, uh, you know, and then you, you, that's before we even go on to what they've done for the women's game, which I mean, arguably um, they almost personally professionalized that to, that competition here in, in many ways. So um, I think they've been a, like a, a positive addition to the league uh, for all the, the faults and uh, for all the things they've done wrong over the years. Um, but it's, yeah, I love, and they've thoroughly deserved this one. They've just been by far and away the best side in this competition. And um Paddy Kisnorbo, the goat, the kid, the, the kid from Mooney Ponds that you mentioned, Chriso, he's managed to get a song out of guys that struggled last season. Um, like Craig Noon, really, um, you know, he, his form made no sense last season, uh, really, like given his pedigree. But this year, he would have to be a lock for the team of the season. He was been amazing. He has, uh, I think, because and obviously he's learned under Montbert. We obviously all acknowledge how much better they were under uh, Le Patron, but. I think Kiznorbo as well. He's got the he's had the ability to to really straighten them up, toughen them up, galvanise them. I reckon blokes really respond to him. He's he's um he's you know he's 
taking them to that to to you know to un, un previously unscaled heights. Just you know, uh, he, he was a tough customer as we all remember in his playing day, and he's he's got them singing from his hymn sheet because I reckon there isn't there isn't an alternative if you're in Paddy's dressing room. So a bit of the old school manager about him. He would have played under some pretty interesting characters, I reckon, if you ask him through uh, his time in England. Um, so and no doubt that would have uh, influenced him. And he's played at the you know he's played at international level uh, and done it very well. So. Yeah, full credit to um to Paddy Kisnorbo and and Mike Petrillo and the staff there. You know they've really achieved a, something you know special for that club. The first first proper bit of silverware, really. Don't count the FFA Cup. Uh, so that's fucking Mickey Mouse. But um, this this is actually you know really this is it's harder than the grand final. Let's be real. So they've done brilliantly. They have done brilliantly. Um, I think you're right. I think it would be uh, wouldn't be wise to fuck up under uh, Kiss Norbo's watch. Um, he he also he, he played hard. I think it's fair to say he celebrates hard. <laughs> he he manages joke. hard actually. His, yeah, he his post football career's been. How, how good was the, f- the footage of him with the, the the crutches up in the air in celebration? And, and it, was, so good. it was like it was like so the under um, Gosford streaker the other uh, yeah. the other year. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. And, but, um, and, uh, a cut head in yeah. those celebrations, Rudy. Joey Lynch said that uh, his presser had to be delayed afterwards because he required stitches for a head cut he got during the, the post-whistle celebrations. I, th- I think it was related to a Gatorade bath. So <laughs> yeah. muscle up, boys. You're letting the lip cut the, the gaffer's head. So he's got Achilles. He's got cut head. He's, you know, who knows? He, he's got all kinds of ailments. He's, he's, still, oh. he's, he's, got, he's, got, he's, got, he's got flags. I reckon after Paddy Kisnorbo's career as a defender, I reckon he's probably built up a bit of scar tissue in that head and he probably cuts pretty easily. So I think that's probably the main cause. We actually I think half his, half his career at Leeds was played with a bandage around his head. So yeah. We missed it last week, actually. Um, but one of his celebrations of a Melbourne City goal was like spiking his crutches into the ground. Yeah, like he celebrated by just like throwing one straight into the ground. Like when I first saw the gif of that, I was like, I thought he was like angry and like you know protesting a refereeing decision or or something that he one of his players had done. But it was actually for a goal four. Yeah, I wish that had come back and hit him in the jats crackers. Like, <laughs> like oh man, getting hit by crutch. <laughs> yeah, crutch uh, on crutch crime. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, refereeing decisions, um, the, the the we we had the we had the pleasure of Birigetti going up for the corner and winning a penalty, and then it was cruelly denied, cruelly taken away from us, Dan, by VAR. This this was the A League's version of Allison's, um, you know, approach. Yeah. Discount Allison. Discount Allison is is like yeah, Bir is winning a penalty and and it getting VAR. Um, so. Uh, I I could sort of see why on replay they go, oh, yeah, like that's, you know, that wasn't O'Neill's fault. But at the same time, I didn't think it was an egregious error. Like, yeah. I, yes, I it, it, both both things can be true, that Birrigitte could inadvertently step on O'Neill's foot. But like O'Neill also dragged him down. Like, yeah, I, I, I guess they've, I guess they've judged foot that. Stepped on and then falling backwards. Well, that's, I think was the I thing. think the ruling there is that Birrigitte committed a free kick on O'Neill before I O'Neill so. committed a foul on um right. Birrigitte. That's that's probably what they've gone by order of events. But like, I didn't think it was an egregious error to. Yeah, one. I and but because the, the, the thing that I was really looking forward to is that you know the like. Sort of like old under twelves rules was whatever. Whoever wins a penalty takes it, and I reckon that was I reckon it was going to apply here. And fucking Beers was stepping up. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't think Matt Simon's letting Mark Berrigetti take up. Pizanich was standing over it. Pizanich. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think Pizanich would either. Oh shit! We saw Allison during the week. I want a Berrigetti scoring. Yeah, that's right. That's right. In the ninety-fifth minute, that's what you want to do is one nil. In, in a Just really important the game, game, it's fine. It's fine. In a really important game in the context of the season, CC and pretty decent value. Uh, Danny De Silva uh, buzzing about. Uh, Chriso, uh, do we do we think they're going to do much damage in finals? Well, we would have thought they could, but then Graham Arnold saw seen fit to take Ronnie. Run Tognik uh, to the Socceroos, so they're going to miss out with him now. So, yeah, they, I think that they can still, on their day, especially if they're at home, um, they can challenge anyone. Um, but yeah, without, I think Dan said pre, 
pod here that they've had the same defensive lineup for the back five for the 22 games or something? Uh, 22 of 23 games, they've had the same back five, like back five. four defenders that's, and and, and Giddy as well. So that's, they play back four. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a seismic, you know, especially a guy, he's been, in fairness to Graham Arnold, he has been one of the standout defenders of the league and, and, and great that he's got a call up. It's brilliant. But, um, yeah, it's going to be hard. But um, they have, obviously, second half of the season, haven't been as impressive as they were uh, first half. But you know, on their day, I still think they can trouble teams. Yeah. Not going to lie, spewing spewing that we missed out on having Tongnik as a Socceroos bolter at any stage this season. We um <laughs> we 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 threw a few darts at the board. Uh, we anointed say. we anointed a few and missed out. Um, Metcalf was probably the one uh, bol- bolter yeah. that we actually that actually did did make it. Um, well, that's wh- that's worth discussing here. Uh, mm-hmm. City are going to be without um, Jamie McLaren, Metcalf, um, and Curtis who was the other one? Curtis Good. Curtis Good. Yes. Um, and then Sydney are also going to be pretty affected with uh, Andrew Redbane, Dylan. Mc- uh, hang on, Ryan McGowan. Uh, Ryan, Ryan McGowan. McGowan. Yeah, Dylan <laughs> McGowan. Holy shit. <laughs> Ryan McGowan and um, and Ryan <laughs> Ryan Grant all going uh, all going on soccer is duty too. So um, we'll talk about it a little bit later. But you'd think Adelaide would be looking at this, uh, mm. licking their lips because it's a it's a fair bit of talent to go out of. Uh, like that's three starting eleven players for for those two teams. I think Adelaide and Brisbane were completely um, unaffected of, of of the finals teams. Um, yeah, and then yeah, CCM had Tongnik and uh, Macarthur had Genro, um, and Duke and Economides from the um, the also the ran teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm, yeah. If if we're calling the current top six the the finished top six, probably after uh, Brisbane's yeah. uh, Brisbane's as we're recording now, Brisbane uh, have beaten uh, Melbourne City, so. Mm. That's right. Hmm. So, uh, on to a team that's definitely not going to lose anyone to the Socceroos, Wellington Phoenix. Three uh, <laughs> nil. They they smoked Western United, and um, we sort of mentioned it earlier. Twenty four thousand. So they've broken the record for attendance this season uh, at a game. And how good was it? The joint was just pumping. It sounded full, and I was watching that game, and I was just like, "This is what A League really has missed all season." Um, it's just that. That sort of pumping crowd. It was so it was so awesome. So awesome to watch. And uh and the well, Sky Sports commentators as well. Yes, as I yeah, like I said at the top, <laughs> those sweet, sweet Kelly accents. How I'd miss them. Um but they and then Wellington they stepped up to the occasion as well. So they were brilliant. Really just smashed Western United off the park. And I mean, can we rule Western United out now, Dan? We can rule Western United out. I don't like. I actually haven't cared to look at what the mathematics are, but no, nah, they, they've, they've been an absolute bin fire for um, for a number of weeks now. Um, uh, yeah, looking they're, at they're they're mathematically, they're mathematically still in it. Yeah, they're mathematically oh, still regrettably, regrettably, regrettably. They need to win. They need to win all. They need three. to win all three, and Macarthur to lose all three, and also Perth. Wellington, Western Sydney to sort of drop points as well. Mm. Um, look, maybe they actually are mathematically out of it, you know, based on other matchups and points. Yeah, but, um, I, can't, I can't go into that level of detail um, on the spot. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'd have to check so, my maths, but a team that hasn't won in six games and hasn't <laughs> scored in four ain't fucking winning, making the finals. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. I, was, I was just like uh, scrolling back through my app for that. So it's been four games since they last scored, Clark. Four games scoreless. Uh, they were scoreless in their last three coming into this game, mm. and winless in their last five coming into this game. So it's now a club record s- six games without a win, mm. and four without scoring. Those, Is those Mark Rudin overrated? Wow. <laughs> I think I think it's the He's road got a trips. fucking squad. The, it's the got, road, yeah. The road trips have cooked him. Sorry, uh, Chris. Oh, you go. No, no, I was, I was just going to sort of probably go down the path. I don't think he's overrated, but certainly they've had a challenging period the last little while. I think they've had a, a, some some incredible run of away games. They've been essentially been on on a tour. So, um, they, yeah, they have, they have. I don't think that's super unique this year. Have they copped it a little bit worse than most? I, like, I feel like been, I, think, I feel like the the way the fixture was sort of contracted for them so they were sort of like having to go i, f- yes. I felt i felt like they were interstate every single weekend for a while there and yeah I, yeah and, and then the, to also the have to be the first them to midweek yeah. stuff and yeah, then yeah. they also have to travel internationally so I, I i actually think it's fair to say they've copped it worse than most no no other teams yes, have to go to but, new zealand yet yeah um i don't yeah i i still don't i still don't think that that can you know fully be the reason for six winless no goals in four like 
yeah, they're like they're a bit they're a bit tired and jaded, but that's pretty ext- that's a, some pretty extreme like bad shit. It's just it's pretty disgraceful, scoreless mm-hmm. in four for that squad. Like, let's not sugarcoat it. Like that should not be happening. Yes, that's true. They have uh, the reigning Johnny Warren medalist and the highest scorer in the history of the league. So yeah, they, <laughs> they do. But yeah, but there was always going to be a date upon. I'm not saying it's occurred, but you know those guys are at the point of their careers where they're rigging every last drop out of themselves. So I don't think Rudes is overrated. What I do think though, Clarkie, is possible. I think Rudes might get old on players real quick. I think you know, maybe his yeah. um his style might uh, grate after a little bit. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He might. He might, oh. he might I think oh, you reckon? He, I reckon yeah. it's possible. He may have lost, not lost them, but they might be like, just mm. shut the fuck up, the, mate. The, like, the, <laughs> message, the message isn't getting through as clearly as it once was. Yeah. Um, Andrew Durante, um, it was really nice that he got to have a, one final game in front of the, the Wellington crowd. Uh, he's the, with the games, the A-League games record holder. He's, I think he's still the Wellington Phoenix games record holder. Surely you have to be. Um, and it was just, it's just awesome that he got to, to go out in front of those guys. Um, someone in the crowd running the sign that said, thanks again, Dura, but please lose today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that he, he hung around after the match. Um, fans and Sign some tits. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it's rare that that sign's going to be the second best in a stadium, but it was. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he's just a, he's just a great uh, he's a great man. He's a credit to the A League. He's a credit to New Zealand uh, soccer, Wellington Phoenix, and um, it's it's sad to see him go. But like I, I feel like he's hopefully done... he stays involved in football. It yeah. would be good. Yeah, hopefully. Well, he's he, um something I'd sort of had forgotten about him because he's been part of the furniture for so long. He's actually a Joe Marston medalist. Yeah, he won the Joe yeah. Marston in two thousand seven eight. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's just a. Great, great guy, great player, and and of course, Chris O. He got shot that one time playing. <laughs> I vowed that last week would be my look. You know, he's done it all. He's probably signed a few tits in his time. He's done a lot. He's, <laughs> he's uh, a lot. He, he's been a great. He's been an ornament to the Australian and New Zealand football landscape. Indeed. Um, speaking of the New Zealand football landscape, let's chat a bit of uh, Phoenix because they were just irresistible in this game. Um, I just want to spend a second on uh, Reno Piscopo's goal because heck, what a hit! Yeah, it was fantastic, and mm. the the, uh, the Knicks or the the New Zealand sorry the New Zealand commentators they, they loved it. They it sounded yeah. like they were uh, they ejaculating they, in they the box. <laughs> <laughs> they, there was there was a lot of built. There were a lot of games that they were watching and not calling. Um, yeah, so they, yeah. they were primed and ready to go. They were, and uh, yeah, Reno uh, pulled the trigger and uh, we got a hand to it at the keeper, but. Uh, yeah, just 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 sizzled past you. You're not <laughs> stopping that. No, no. Um, Wellington, they're just like it's such an almost season for them. They're not technically out of it either, Dan. Uh, they're Apart in eight. technically out of it. Yeah, like yeah, they're. they're I look, they've just, ended up five points adrift. Brisbane beating City was not. Yeah, that they would have been going for them. tonight. Tonight's result, but obviously, um, City have like they flipped the squad a fair bit. Um, yeah, the, the, probably the one highlight that I've seen from the from the game in like it, I think just finished or very late in it yeah. is that um uh yeah Matt Sutton got beaten at his near post um for for the pass to the A League yeah so that was like very much an initiation sort of set, set our, thing our grandest tradition <laughs> <laughs> so here's got- your onboarding kit rule one you must concede at near post it was actually <laughs> one of the better ones I've seen he actually he almost like started running towards the middle of the net and Parsons like I still have the ball over here like. Might just not not cross it instead, hey. The the good thing the good thing for Welly is they've got teams around them to play, so they play. Yeah, um, they can nick Western points Sydney, off. Western Sydney tomorrow. Um, they play. Uh, sorry, Perth Glory in Auckland on Sunday, and then the last game of the season is against Macarthur uh, at Macarthur. So their fate is like it's not entirely in their own hands, but they've they're going to have a lot to do with it if they win their last three from here. Yeah, I mean the last uh, Macarthur is um, is the last game, and that's the team currently occupying sixth spot. So I suppose if you're if you're in seventh or eighth, you're, you're eyeing off the team in sixth. Like that's yeah. that's the team that you're going to try and catch for points. And at least if, if they're within, um, well, that's what, Macarthur does have a shit goals difference. So if they're within three points heading into that last game, then destiny will be in their hands. Um, but yeah, obviously they they probably they can't afford to slip up. <laughs> 
Like they need yeah. they need to win all three games to be um, any chance. And it really, it probably goes for Perth as well, who was sitting in seventh. Like that's why it's really fine margins. That's why the six is probably set because it's going to take a pretty crazy run of form uh, for Perth Valley. Even Western Sydney are probably in a, in a similar boat there that they could feasibly do it with three wins in a row. Mm. Well, let's discuss Perth actually because they had uh, a one-one draw. Uh, against MacArthur there, so they had a chance to do that, um, take the, yeah, you know, like re- like close the gap between it, the, them and the team above them, and just yep. couldn't quite do it. Um, Andy Keo, more like the Keo we saw the rest of the season rather than last week. Um, <laughs> well, he was actually couple- he, was, he was offside a couple of times. He actually he yeah. did he did finish one, um, but he was um, just uh, just the wrong side of the line. Yes, he was, uh, and then. Um, Derbyshire is just like he's he's such a good striker at this level. Great poacher's goal again, Chriso. Yeah, he's just a he's almost got some he's got a lot of kill bot about him. He's just very mechanical mm. tech. He's just yes. he does minimum of fuss. He's just a he's a bit like he's a, almost in the vein of your non giving up goal guy. Um, <laughs> he he just scores and um, yeah. you know that's it. That's 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 what he brings. Scores. Yeah. He he should uh, profit quite handsomely with the arrival of Ulysses Devere mm. next next oh, season. Boy. Ulysses can do all the all the fancy stuff and then just give it to him in the box and Derbyshire can be like, thanks for coming. Yeah. Back I think in the net. It's yeah. I, I think they um. Yeah, they could be quite exciting with Devia, and the, if they can, especially they can keep maybe the other Spaniards. I know that oh, Devia is not Spanish, but the, the Spanish speakers, <laughs> the three attacking triumvirate <laughs> behind the the, uh, the the killbot of uh, Derbyshire, they could be pretty exciting. It could be very much. Well, they so. should be because they haven't been this season. Have yeah. I mentioned that at all this season? <laughs> no. How boring they've been. This first time hearing of it, boring. Clarky. First time hearing of it. <laughs> no one's <laughs> mentioned it. No one has, no one has um, ever mentioned it in the history of the A League. <laughs> um, it's a handy point. Uh, a handy point for them. Less so for Perth. They they needed the three really. Mm. Uh, the the penalty, Dan. Uh, what do you reckon? Well, look, I th- I think it was pen enough. Um, there were pro- there were four shouts in this game, and it was probably the least pen of the four shouts. Um, <laughs> but it is it is in it's in the realms of you see them given. I think it was a touch naive and clumsy um, by Milligan, um, who should know should know a bit better. Um, Keo made a fair bit of the contact. Um, he was waiting one. for it. He, he was, was waiting, waiting for it, but that's you know that's that's, that's the style of Keo, and that's the and that's the yeah. stuff that Millsy should should expect. And that's and what I'm, strikers do. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, no, there, there was a, there were a few penalties waved off in this game, and you sort of go, oh, geez, that's <laughs> that looked a fair yeah. shout. <laughs> yeah, from what we've seen earlier, um, <clears throat> Federici, uh, ridiculous, Clarky, probably the best keeper of the in the competition this season. Arguably in better form than a certain uh, other keeper who's been selected for the Socceroos. Um, I wanted to ask, has Federici retired from international football or? Jeez, no. I don't know. I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, jeez, I think he's still young enough to, to be there, but I don't know. Maybe he has retired. Maybe Arnie had to talk to him and told him that he wasn't in his plans either. That uh, wouldn't be the first, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, I would have, I probably would have been selecting Adam Federici on on form if I was oh, to A-League, take one A League keeper. A-League yeah, 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 on on A League form. But you know, I'm not the uh, the coach of the Australian national team, and nor should I be. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want enough. you to be because then if you are, then I can play the Robbie Slater role um, for you. So I can, <laughs> he, 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 can, he considers himself essentially the uh, de facto assistant manager of the Socceroos. If You'd be my Ross Aloisi. Yes, yes, yeah. I would play that role. Bottles on the sideline. If anyone looked at you, I would glass them. That's it. <laughs> On, to, on that one, actually, and this is going way, way off topic, but like how tame of a season has it been from Ross Aloisi that he's actually been on the bench for Adelaide all season? And I reckon that's that is disappointing. That's the, first, that's the first gag. Like I was like, I thought the bells were going to start going off. It's like Ross Aloisi gag. We like mm-hmm. we made one. <laughs> I think the, um, the, the, the medication has worked and that's a credit to his <laughs> medical team. So it's yeah. good. That they've, got the, uh, they've, got the, they've got the doses right. Yeah. What is it? Two plants for personal use in South Australia? Is that, is that, is that the rule? Uh, the, yeah, Carl Veert's tamed him, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to, before we move on from this one, it might have been Castro's last game in Perth. It kind of seemed like it, the way he uh, interacted with the fans after the game. Mm. 
Um, he's, I think, 39 now, Diego Castro, and still, um, I mean, he's been evergreen. And I like, I don't think it's an understatement to say he's one of the best um, imports we've ever had in this competition. Flat out one of the best players we've ever had in this competition, Clarkie. Uh, yeah, uh, for me, he's 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 top two. Um, I probably think in terms of in terms of imports, I think it's probably Thomas Broich um, at the top of the tree. But uh, for me, Diego Castro is is second. Now he doesn't have the uh, doesn't have the the team based silverware, but in terms of goals and assists and all that, he's uh, he's actually got a few more than uh, one Milos Ninkovic in less games as well. Yeah. So, I've still got it. I have still got him a comfy three because I, I I struggle with Boric Ninkovic as as the top two that we've seen, and I've I've got Castro one rung down, which is still very high esteem. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I just found that Castro dominated at periods at Perth Glory where he was surrounded by crap. <laughs> I th- I think Ninkovic made Sydney the team that they were. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. I'm I'm probably closer to Clarkie. In that I'd struggle to split them. I don't think I can definitively say uh, Ninkovic is definitely the better player. Um, right. I think D- Ninkovic has definitely had a better A League career. I think yeah, that's in our course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I'm not sure I can say that he's definitively a better player than Castro. What do you reckon, Crusoe? This is a really interesting one. Um, I'd probably say Milos. I loved Castro, but Ninkovic is fucking outrageously good. He's played for Serbia at a World Cup. He's played for some big clubs in Europe. Um, I love Castro, and I love what he's done. I'd probably just say Ninkovic, like Dan. Um, he, he's incredible. <laughs> he's an outrageous player. Mm. Yeah, I'm really, so, I, I mean, really didn't want to be alone on that one. So thank you. <laughs> I, got you. I got you. I got you. No, it's hard to look. It's I don't think that it is hard. To it's, it's 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 a question of where in the top couple do they sit. It's yeah, it's it's splitting yeah. hairs really. But, uh, yeah. yeah, he's a, he's great. And we've been love, really fortunate to have them both running around. With like such a strong overlap in oh, their A League careers as well, to have them both going at the same time. Can I say this for Castro? He's been way better for content than Ninkovic. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Un- this just the caravan of last yeah. season. Yes, yeah. yeah. caravan. <laughs> the six week preseason baked into the contract. Oh, yeah, he's popper. Don't make me run. And the best <laughs> thing is he's 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 worked it out. So there's it's. He's always had that history of the, the, the shorter pre-seasons. And then in his last hurrah, he goes, well, I'm refusing to even finish the season. I'm going to get caravanning. So he's really just – he's he hasn't fallen over the line. He's, he's fucking sprinted, and he's done it brilliantly. So full, Actually, full credit to him. We nearly forgot the best piece of Diego Castro content ever when he went to go give Jake Brimmer double high fives while Jake Brimmer was praying before the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's glorious. Oh, Castro. Diego, oh, bro, come on. Like, surely guy. you've seen a bloke do that before. Let's do this, Jake. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he also, Castro also helped them to a win uh, in midweek against Adelaide as well. That would be a Cassini Yangi oh. uh, put one in, pulled off the dance in front of the fans, and that was so cool. Oh. Love that. But then um, Fornaroli and <laughs> Yeah, then Castro, Fornaroli and Conomedes were like, we'll actually take this from here, mate. You've got a little bit of way to go. To be honest, um, but yeah, that was that was that was a great game midweek. We'd like to touch on it more, but um, just yeah, I guess just the, in the context that we can touch yeah. on it more though is through Economides' uh, form um, yep. and the fact that he got Socceroos call up as well, which is a phenomenal effort. Um, yeah, considering he's you know some half a dozen starts back, he's been in absolutely blistering form. Um, yeah. We've talked about it in the past. Like he wasn't actually in great form when he did his knee and was playing off the bench at the time. So it wasn't like he was. I, I think he had credits in the bank overall, but the fact that he come back in in such good form is has got him the call up because it, it wasn't his immediate pre like pre injury form. Um, so yeah. fuck, he's been firing. <laughs> He's yes. too good for this league. When he's up and about, he's far too good for this yeah. league. But yes. we're lucky to have him, like we are so many players. Indeed. Very well said, Clark. Um, let's chat a bit of up. It's rare to have a um, Sydney derby this far down the list, isn't it? I know, um, right? And especially one where one of the teams snaps a six-game winless streak. But uh, Sydney did this um, nervy. I think it's fair to say they got it done and then breathed a sigh of relief and moved on. Uh, great to see. It's just another another underdog story, really, isn't it? Um, great to see Alex Birmingham finally clinch a derby victory. Um, but this one was pretty much straight out of the Killbot textbook, wasn't it, uh, Chriso? Yeah, it's what they do. They just um, 
lock in on a target and then um, cr- crush it to within an inch of its being. With um, they're, they're just a you know well drilled, great side and have been for a very long time. So the Bobo, Bobo the the Killbot in chief has returned and just scored. <laughs> he, I think he scored ten goals. You say Rudy? Ten tonight? this season. Ten this season. Yeah, just, that's he's bot. Scored. Bot's going to bot. So. <laughs> yeah. um, and yeah, what's a six-game winless derby run they were on? That's incredibly. So I'm glad that the um, hardships that Sydney have had to endure in the local derby <laughs> happened. It was really hard for them there. Uh, yeah, and it's for and for Bomyohan as well. Obviously, being be his his first derby win in his ninth attempt, uh, ten if you count the Mickey Mouse Cup. Um, and, and, uh, they could they could they couldn't take any they couldn't take any chances, and they were actually like. Didn't feature him too much in this game. He, just, he came on at the 82nd minute. It was like, yeah. all right. I mean, we can't not have you come on for, yeah, we're up 1-0. I think I think we can do it from here. Um, you know, we'll get you some minutes, but like, you're a curse. Like, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is word that he's on his way out, actually, and set to be replaced by um, old socks down Maxi Burgess. Uh, mm-hmm. Back for another stint at Sydney. Um, so, yeah. I think that's I think that's a pretty smart move. I think they free up a, probably a little bit of cash from Bam hand, bring in someone who's probably I don't know, argue at this level is 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 just as good for a discounted rate. Mate, the uh, way that Max Burgess was going at the end of last season, yeah. like he's possibly cost himself fucking Socceroo spot. Like he was yeah. he was absolutely mm. torching it. Um he's, he'll be fresh. He's had, an, he's had an eighteen month preseason, so he'll be fresh. He'll he'll be <laughs> He's done a triple Castro, so he's done well. It's just it's just interesting to willingly give up such a large chunk of your career at the age of twenty five or twenty six or whatever he is. It just yeah, just, uh, yeah. He, he really wanted to he really wanted to go back to Sydney, and it wasn't gonna ha- it has to you have unless you get mutual. He, he's under contract, and they got they mutually allowed him to go sit in his um, living room in in Sydney. So that's what yeah. he's doing. So doing his FIFA skills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you just that's the first time I can. Really remember a club not like allowing a mutuality to go through. Um, I guess at least publicly, seems like Mark Rudin. Like yeah. it's well, probably it's probably one though, Rudy, where like that sort of stuff I'm sure happens and has happened, but then like the player just stays there. Maybe they get frozen out or or, or whatever. But this is like the first one where it's like, oh, like he's gone and moved to a different city. Like he's you know like we have not granted this yeah, mutuality. Yeah. It's been oh, very I don't know. Yeah. Max, Max didn't turn turn back up again. Like, you know, they could have not granted it and Max has gone, oh, okay, I guess I will stay here. Yeah, it's, yep. I don't know. Like, I'm sure they explore all possibilities. Maybe they could have looked to do a trade with Sydney with someone. I don't know. They're just throwing things out there. They probably looked at that. But yeah, it's a shame, like you said, it has given up some some of his um best years, you would think. Well, yeah. Yeah, and he was he was absolutely flying. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Western Sydney, on the other hand, they, they face an up, uphill battle to make finals. It's funny that Wellington Phoenix, it feels like possible. And for Western <laughs> Sydney, the same amount of points, It's it seems so hard. But they've got to play... Um, well, they've got to play Brisbane, who um, are f- flying yeah, really. Right. Don't yeah. don't look likely to give up a, a grip on that spot, and they also have Adelaide at Hindmarsh to play. So it's it's just a bit of a tough oh, ask for them. Yeah, um, and the, the consequences of a no final season could be a bit tougher, I think, for Western Sydney than for other teams. Yeah. The barrel. What this is what the third season in a row or something that they're gonna not make finals or, or something like that. If if in fact they, they miss out and it's been such a bit of a roller coaster for, for Western Sydney. They were, you know, the the whole loss to Melbourne victory when victory was probably arguably at one of their lowest ebbs, and then the, the sort of the recovery that the, they beat Sydney FC a couple of weeks ago and we were like, they're back. They've 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 pushed that aside and now they've just Sort of just slipped back into mediocrity. I don't know. They've got some talent there, but I think there's there's a few passengers in that squad. I don't think it's all Carl Robertson's fault. Um, I I, th- I was going to say though, as, as we're talking about them, I was like, I want to bring up um, like Vince Regari did a um, had a tweet thread like you know talking about Western Sydney's squad, and it's like a fair bit of the actual squad is, is on Carl Robinson. Like you know, six of them have were were signed by him, and um, like uh, another, he's made captain. So you know, they're they're sort of uh, the squad's 
turned like because they've made a lot of acquisitions during the season. It's turned into a, a Robinson squad um, over the yeah. over the course. Can they can they realistically sack him though? Just you know, like they made such a big no. deal about going and getting him. Um, no. And I just yeah, I just don't think they can sack. I just don't think they can get rid of him. It well, it was be... a pretty big deal when they got Gombau as well, and they made a pretty big deal of that too. I don't know, but they, I, yeah, I think it was a bit easier. For yeah, you for can't them. just keep paying out managers, though. <laughs> like, yeah, and Gobbao was a free agent. I also feel like it was a bit easier for them to, um, a bit easier for them to say like, to say they've made that mistake at that point. Like, yeah. and I think yeah. now they just they can't afford any more mistakes, really. And at some point, it'll be like what's the, the same reckoning that's happening at Melbourne Victory, where it's the fans are going well. Hang on, like, is it really the, the, these managers and players we're getting, or is it like are the, are the problems bigger go down? Uh, well, I, I just want to know uh, the one that I want to keep an eye on is when are they going to unpin the tweet of Carl Robinson's like speech? Yeah. Um, you know, to, to the to the group and, and all that. So, yeah, mm. yeah, um, the, yeah. So it's it's a big big reckoning ahead for for uh, Western Sydney Wanderers. I'm fascinated to see where they go from this because I just yeah, I just don't think they can afford the the, the hit of sacking Carl Robinson. Um, and yeah, I, th- I, re- I reckon they'll give him another season, but um, I think he'd be on high pressure watch pretty early next season if they start to struggle early. Uh, we're just about done here, guys. Um, Newcastle, Brisbane. This was always going to be a Brisbane re- win, really. Um, Dan Zaki, someone we've waxed lyrical about all season. Uh, on, on the- <laughs> this wasn't his best goal. No, no. Like, well, because no, not sure he knew much about it. Anything to do with it. It, it, him in, hit he, him in the calf. The it was um, it was the what? What's Speedy been calling him? The Alex Parsons project. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Originally had the shot. Dan, your favorite thing: the Jamie Young hundred yard celebration. Yes. So I'm not sure if he thought that maybe Parsons got the goal because from from a hundred yards away, it probably looked like Parsons got the goal. But it wouldn't have been his first A League goal. So like, I think in the 34th minute, Jamie, like you. Yeah, you'd, you'd usually like keep it keep it chill against the like the last team in the league, um, nah. but not nah, not for Jamie. Um, had 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 to get the steps up. The Apple Watch was 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 working, and you mean Warren, Warren, CEO of getting around the lads, Jamie Young. Like, I, I think <laughs> it's great. We, we we joke about it, and we say, oh yeah, maybe chill. Like, why nah. are you doing one in the thirty fourth minute or whatever? We like we do genuinely love it. It's it's so much fun. It's the kind of character you want on a team and in a dressing room. He's He's a pillar of good culture and professionalism, and it just seems it just seems absurd to me that they're they're willing to let him go, mm-hmm. or they've told him that he can go. I I don't know if he's gone to them and go. I want to explore options, and they go on. You're free to do so. I don't know. Like, okay, he's not the most he's not the best A League goalkeeper, but he's within the top echelon of them. And I think he's in he's the a- top handful of shot stoppers. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. he, he falls down a bit with his feet. He's not he's not great with his feet. Um, he has flaws, issue. but yeah, but he has flaws. But it is the A League. Yeah. He's, he's adequate for the league, I think. More so, it just it seems like Brisbane need those kind of characters around, and it just seems absurd to me that they're they're willing to let him walk or told him that he can explore other options. Uh, I just don't know what the what the plan is going for. If that's a Warren Moon thing, if that's a if that's a backeries and a money thing, I just have no idea. Or yeah. or the other possibility is, and I. I like no no knowledge on on this one, but um, I know that Macklin Freck's pretty uh, rated there. Um, if they're going to sort of go f- sort of full sort of you know Adelaide with Dalianov um, and evidently mm-hmm. Gauchi as well turning up as well, or say like Western Sydney, they were sort of forced into it with like Margush and sort of going the un like the untested yeah. guy that you know that they think is you know is is pretty talented. Um, that's yeah. that's the only other thing that I sort of have in mind. Potentially, yeah. yeah he's, Maybe he's they keep him. He's not. He's, so, yeah. he's not like a hundred percent gone. But it's just. No, well, it's just look, of, looking that way. It doesn't look like it's progressed since that initial news surface. Mm-hmm. But if if I was a Brisbane fan, I'd probably be wanting him to stay. Yeah. So, I'd, yeah. I mean, if I were a Brisbane fan, I'd consider him a legend of the club. So I'm with you on that. Yep. Um, really, I did enjoy the uh, the when their first goal went in. Um, Dan Zaki's Thunderbolt, Dan. They, they, cut to, they cut to a shot of the guy celebrating um, in a Queensland Raw jacket. Yes. Uh, so saying it's a season one heirloom. Look, It looked good. That's a guy cool. keeping it real. Yeah, that's a guy keeping it proper real. Yeah. That's, and you know that that jacket's seen some good nights as well. <laughs> yeah, there's probably some Bundy stains on there somewhere that the camera <laughs> yeah. didn't pick up. 
Um, all right, before we go, we've got to talk about the victory Adelaide game. Craig Goodwin uh, won Adelaide that game. We asked earlier, Clark, uh, Adelaide, are they going to, like, could they do it? Could they do it? Could they they mug off their, uh, you know, their more highly fancied opponents? Could they Could they just nick this uh, nick this toilet seat a la Melbourne victory in 2018? Possibly. I mean, I've been saying a couple of times this season that Adelaide's the kind of team that just needs to get there, get into the finals, and then on the day, they can just fuck shit up. Like, they've got the weapons to just throw spanners here, there, and everywhere. Um, you know, the likes of Goodwin... Uh, Halloran, Mork with his with his late runs, Yengi, the Toure's who have been off form. It would just be just absolutely on brand for those boys to announce themselves in an A League final series. I, I would like, I would love nothing more than to see um, like Cassini Yengi like celebrating with with the toilet seat. Um, yeah. You know, like 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 going as far as even like sort of like um, who's the cap- like um, Mork's the captain there. Like yeah. when it's sort of his turn to go and get, he's like, no, 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 I've got this, mate. And then like just doing a, doing a dance in front of the opposition fans with the toilet seat or something like that. Like, yeah, that's that's what I want to say. Yeah. I'm into that. I'd like to say it as well. Yeah, there are a chance. There are a chance. Um, yeah. yeah. I think we can just about wrap this up. What do you reckon? Um, we also, I mean, we had the uh, Sydney FC Melbourne victory game. I think this is the least we'll ever talk about uh, a, um, <laughs> a, big, a big blue ever because we just, don't really need to touch on either of those clubs. One's who going, the fuck cares? Yeah, one's going fine. The other one's going shit house. <laughs> they know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's wrap that up here. Um, you know where to find us on socials. We're at DITBpod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. We're Destruction in the Box there. Send us an email. Tell us how much you love us. Um, contact at destructionpod.com. And as always, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, I've been your host for this evening. My name's Rudy Etzel. I've been joined by Andrew Clark. Thanks, Rudy. Dan Fisher. Thank you very much, Rudy. And Chris Alloy. Thanks, Rudy. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>